Hey everyone, David here. I want to tell you about my music podcast, On Rotation. It's engaging, interactive, and insightful. Music mm-hmm. entwines with everything. It's something that always rings true to me. So when I need something to kind of root me, I can always go back to music in a sense, you know? Yeah. Join me each episode as we rotate through a number of topics and hear why it's the podcast that's always on replay and never on repeat. Listen to On Rotation wherever you get your podcasts. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. If you can learn something new and expand what you already know and change your perspective on something, especially in music, that's the biggest piece of momentum anyone can have. I think that's a big thing that artists need to do. They just be honest with what they're going through, saying, you know what, I could write a song about this. It's definitely something that's helped me find my way to myself. It's been really nice to be able to like connect with people and get this immediate feedback reaction. Life is busy, but there's always time for music. Like a boat you wanna be Well maybe hardly my twin size bed If I had better friends It's a world premiere! Hey everybody, what's up, what's happening? You're listening to On Rotation, the podcast that's always on replay and never on repeat. Thank you so much for joining us today. My name is David. I'll be your host and lovely guide. The latest single from Mom Rock, If We Had Better Friends, is out today. If there's one thing I can tell you about this group, it's definitely that the members have such a great relationship with one another. I sat down with three of the members of Mom Rock to talk about their music, success, and everything else in between. Mom Rock, thank you so much for doing this. I really appreciate having you guys on. I kind of want to start at the beginning with you guys and just talk about how Mom Rock was formed. I found out from looking you guys up that you formed in Boston in 2018 and you've kind of done a lot of DIY stuff in the area. So how did y'all kind of come to be? Absolutely. So thank you so much for having us first thing. Thank you. Um, so Mom Rock in like its fetal origins originates like way back like when me and Tara were in high school Mm, and we uh we met while doing a school of rock all-star tour and that was when I was in my junior year of high school then and then I came to Berkeley Curtis came to Berkeley Wilson came to Berkeley and we all formed this band and we had a different bass player for a little bit and while we were at Berkeley I guess I met Wilson in a music technology class where we were making like really bad demos and like garage band and reason and pro tools and stuff just trying to learn the software and then i always sat next to wilson i met curtis in a, one of the dorms for a bit and then yeah like, yeah we just sat together in the cap a bunch but yeah we used to all talk about like me and curtis were both really into weezer at the time we never had sex before obviously <laughs> yeah and uh <laughs> yeah we were both really into weezer and <laughs> it was like kind of the polar opposite of what we were seeing in the berkeley scene of like all these really technical shredding bands where like they were playing all of these insane like 
really fast riffs and stuff and we were just like nah we want to go the opposite direction like we want our music just to be like really fun and enjoyable and listenable and like not as technical as as everything else that was going on so that was the origin and then when we needed a new bass player tara reached out and was like hey i know josh i'm in boston right now and i was like that is perfect could not have been any better <laughs> my yeah. only two criteria no josh <laughs> it's like you're hired yeah, yeah. And it was a good fit. They liked me enough. So they let me join. Then, at the time. At the time. And yeah, yeah the rest is history. Uh-huh. Yeah, you're like, we're having second thoughts now about how we feel about each other. But yeah, at the time, yeah, she yeah, was a good yeah. fit. We thought this was a great time to bring that up. <laughs> <laughs> um, so how did you guys decide on the direction you wanted to go? And you mentioned some influences just now. So how did you decide on the sound you wanted Mom Rock to have? It's been a slow process of... Okay, oh I, I gotta, my we god! Okay, here we go. It's he always he always is from Canada. He always says the word <laughs> process, like process. And anytime he says the word process, I give him this look, and I'm like, "What? What did you just say?" If oh, only, man. if only we had the video recording for that, that would have been great. Yeah, yeah sorry. That, yeah, no. Okay, okay, keep going. Keep going. <laughs> you might have to reenact that and send it to me yeah. afterwards. <laughs> yeah, we'll we'll give you just that video clip for you. Yeah. Um. It's it's definitely been a slow process. Thank you. Trying to figure out how we want to balance, you know, me and Josh's songwriting styles. Because, you know, we bonded over Weezer. We bonded over like Alabama Shakes and a few mm-hmm. other things. But then other than that, we are like very different uh, to mm-hmm. what we listen to. And so slowly we've been kind of coming together to combine both of our tastes ground, and sure. our writing styles. So, you know, now... I'll write a song and I'll go to Josh and be like, what do you think? What do you want to change? And we just go back and forth. And yeah, I don't know. We've, I'm, I, we haven't reached the mom rock sound probably yet. You yeah. know, I, maybe we'll never reach it. Who knows? Maybe we'll just I'll always be searching, but yeah, I think we definitely, we have a perceived sound, especially by like the people in the Berkeley and the like Boston DIY scene. Mm-hmm. But being that we haven't played a show in like over a year now, Forever. I think like a lot of the, our newer songs might be kind of like a step in a different direction than a lot of people perceive us as right now. So I'm excited for like new music to come out and to get working on new projects because like even the stuff that'll be coming out for us this summer is still things that we were playing like a while year we ago. Were, yeah, while yeah. we were doing shows. Gotcha. So those songs even are still like older mom rock sound. But yeah, I mean, the one thing that's like the same about all of our music is that we want to pack a punch. We want to, bring a ton of energy to each song and a lot of personality and i don't know relatability as long as the listener is smiling and having a good time yeah Yeah. that's that's what we care about yeah Yeah. in um an austin pudding article one time and (laughs) i think they described us as like if someone like jumped in a bucket of red bull like that was our set yeah which you know full of energy very excited um so take that as a compliment is what i'm hearing absolutely yeah yeah (laughs) <laughs> well, maybe in in today's light, looking back on it, yeah. No, it was it was definitely it was definitely a good thing. <laughs> you know, Red Bull, how age? Yeah, you know, just not good. <laughs> wow, that's awesome. That's crazy. It sounds like you guys have gotten some praise throughout the years too. When I was looking you guys up, you had a couple different milestones that I noticed. One of them you that I want to mention, going off of what you just mentioned, Tara, was you had a feature in the Alternative Press. In this piece with like some other modern alternative artists that they said are challenging the sound of the 80s and they have i have the statement here they said that you were one of the most eclectic bands in the alternative scene 
and that you bring nostalgia from multiple angles. So what was your reaction to that when you guys saw that statement? Tell the rest of America, man. I mean, we're like literally just sitting here. Like, book us a tour already. I mean, yeah. come on. It was we'll spread our eclectic sound all over the nation. Yeah. It was uh it was a really like crazy moment because we had no idea that that was gonna happen. Like we didn't know about this article, like there was no interview, there was no email reach out. And the first time we saw it or heard about it, it was just like alternative press is tagging their Instagram story. And like we got the Instagram notification. And wow. like I thought that was absolutely crazy. Um, like very much a pinch me moment. And like literally my favorite band right now is on that list. I'm, I'm a huge Jack Antonoff bleachers fan mm-hmm. and bleachers is also on there. And it was, it was absolutely crazy. Cannot be defined for me at least. Totally. Yeah. It was yeah. very, very interesting. Cause like we, we do pride ourselves on like, you know, being fairly DIY and, you know, we have our own network and, you know, unfortunately like we haven't been able to go on, you know, a larger tour outside of, you know, like the Boston, New York met area. So mm-hmm. to have, you know, this, this kind of platform in this very well read magazine, that was like mind blowing. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Kind of crazy. Yep. But you did have this one show at this, I guess you could say, kind of big festival. And I always forget the name of it or how to pronounce it. Is it Ashwaga 2020 in Montreal? Oh, okay. So Oceaga. Oceaga. Like I said, I have no idea. I don't know what I'm doing, clearly. <laughs> I, yeah, you, you have the oh, thank best you. so far. All right, cool. I'll take it. I was an English major in undergrad. Oh, uh, it shows. Yes. It shows. To be fair, I think it's French. So, so <laughs> to there be we fair. Go. Yeah, I, speak, I can't speak French, so you know we'll just we'll just skip that part. <laughs> you can cut that out. Yeah, but uh, oh, sorry. What was what, what was the actual question? We have a, well, we have the festival lined up. It's you know it's it's the biggest music festival in Canada, which is very very exciting. Um, unfortunately, they had to cancel the festival last year because of the pandemic, obviously. Uh, okay. But yeah, we fingers crossed we get back fing- on. Well, it. fingers crossed we get back on it. We have our hopes up for twenty twenty one summer they haven't canceled it yet they haven't canceled it yet but they haven't officially not canceled it true so 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 yeah but that is a very exciting prospect for what is vaccinated and hopefully the world is a little more put together yeah along those same lines like it was really crazy to see like a brainchild of like our college experience of like oh yeah mom rock and like four years ago if you would have said the words mom rock like it wouldn't have existed yet and to see mm-hmm. that on a bill with like Foo Fighters and Boney Bear and like Phoebe, Phoebe Bridgers and like like all these artists was I still like can't comprehend that that actually happened. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Which I guess it didn't. Well, I, you're right. <laughs> it did and it didn't. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But it was just crazy to see that and to other people that that's like a real thing, like it's not just us. Mm-hmm. faking it till we make it yeah other people see that and they're like wow what the heck is a mom rock yeah like you're getting <laughs> that validation yeah you're getting that validation I, I, yeah absolutely mm-hmm. yeah. and I, I i love that it's you know we're we're so young and we're you know fresh out of college because i feel like most people work to forget their college days at least at least most of mm-hmm. you know the more regrettable <laughs> parts but i feel i feel like we've really uh made something made really, the most of really it, yeah. yeah we we did we made something fun and special and memorable and yeah very nice awesome i love that that's really great to hear i want to take a little bit of a deeper dive into the members of mom rock because you guys were so gracious to provide all these lovely facts that i found on your website so we're just gonna like (laughs) 
we're just no. gonna touch on these. This is gonna be fun. So <laughs> the first one, the first one I have is Curtis. Uh, the nickname is Citrus. Why? Like why? How is that? How is that a thing? Well, you can spell Citrus with the letters of Curtis. What you can? Yeah. I'm kidding. I'm oh, okay. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, that was kind of that was the thought there. Uh, not a lot of thought, but I. Oh, so my mom <laughs> was like, hey, you know, because I have an artist page on Facebook, which please don't look it up. Um, <laughs> but uh, or do, you know, maybe there's some good stuff on there. She was like, you know, you should change your name from your personal Facebook so that when people look you up, they find your Facebook page and they can like it. And I'm like, oh, OK, I guess I'll do that. And I was like, hmm, what do I name myself? And I was just like, okay, Citrus Hamburger. That's what it is. <laughs> <laughs> okay, there it is. Yeah, and that is that is why that came to be. <laughs> I love that. And it's just stuck, clearly. It's stuck to this day. Yeah, yeah, for the most part. Yeah, for, context, <laughs> for context to anyone listening who doesn't know his last name, it's Heimburger. So Hamburger, Heimburger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's close. That is very important to mention. I'm glad you brought that up. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, thank you. Got to think of these things. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, and then I have Josh over here, and I think this kind of goes with the nickname, I guess, that we just talked about. I guess Josh is really good at picking out fruits and veggies, like, so, you know, citrus, fruits and veggies. It sounds like there's a theme going on here. There's, there's a little oh, bit of a theme. I didn't even realize that. Um, you're, you're actually the first person to point that out. I wouldn't have noticed, but um, I do eat an insane amount of lettuce specifically. Mm. Big um, salad guy. I'm a big salad guy. I, I eat a lot of broccoli, Brussels sprouts, asparagus, all of the all the good things, oh, mushrooms. Good and yeah, like I've got I've got a drawer full of oranges in my mini fridge. <laughs> um a couple of apples in there. Yeah, I'm, I'm just I'm huge on produce. I think it's uh, it's good stuff. So it's very fitting. It sounds very fitting with like we said the nickname Citrus and then your skills here. But then we take a little bit of like a different direction over here because I noticed Tara's nickname is T-Bone and she's really good apparently at squishing bugs. That just yeah. doesn't sound like it really goes with this theme. So it definitely does not unless I'm swatting away like fruit flies. I okay. Guess that yep. Be the segue in, but you ever seen the Karate Kid where Mr. <laughs> Miyagi like swat like grabs a fly yes, out of the yes. air with his chopsticks? I can like do that with my foot. Like I can just like pluck bugs out of the air. Like I'm just I don't fear I don't fear them. I will scream, but I'm not afraid. Um, but I, I'm just generally good at like, and I can catch them alive and like put them outside if that's what you're into. Like I can catch a moth and like throw it out. If that's what you're into. That's the key phrase I'm hearing. Oh yeah. Some, yeah. some people are very much like, do not kill the bug. And like, I'm totally for that. Um, sometimes it'll just be like instinct where I'm like, oops, like they were so small and my hand was so big. Um, <laughs> but but yeah. Like, I, that T-bone strikes again. Like. Yes, oh, exactly. <laughs> T-bone, I'm, I'm, I'm the tough guy on the block. Yeah. <laughs> and then yeah. we don't have, we don't have Wilson with us, but we got to throw in that Wilson is the cool mom of the group. Yes, he's just yeah. he's he's yeah. the chill guy. He's laid back as hell. Yeah. Um, yeah. Cool. Yeah. Not he's, a regular he's mom. He's vibing. Yeah. <laughs> he's not a regular mom. He's a cool mom. A cool mom. Yes. Yeah. If you don't get that reference, I don't want you listening to this. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so if I didn't get warning. that reference, do I need to go? Yeah. Uh no, you can stay because we're invested at this point. Yeah, right. you're, you're <laughs> kind of obligated. <laughs> You do you I hope you know where it's from. I don't. No. Oh my god. Well, <laughs> oh, come on. It's um it's a Mean Girls reference. Yep. Oh, okay. Yeah, I I've I, I've it's only good. seen Mean Girls 
I think like fever dreams when you're little and that's what's on TV. Mm. What I'm talking about, yeah. That happens. Yeah, that's fair. It's a good movie. <laughs> it is a good movie. Highly, it's a cultural phenomenon. I would say. Yeah, very quotable. Oh yeah, hundred percent can relate. Um, and something that I want to bring up too is the costumes that you guys have and the makeup that you guys have with your performances and your style. How does that fit into your sound? Like, I was really fascinated, like, looking you guys up and seeing how you guys present yourselves visually. So how does that kind of fit into your sound? We, uh, you know, like we said earlier, what our songs have is that punchiness, that energy to get the crowd moving, get them bumping. But the other thing is that we want not only something for them to listen to, but also something for them to look at. Mm -hmm. Um, And you know we don't need to have dignity like it's just like we just do it because it's fun it's 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 like whoa who the hell is on stage right now like that's ridiculous we want to invoke that emotion in people and you know i the first outfit that really came to be i was in uh one of my friends their apartment and I saw something in her closet and it was this purple and gold jumpsuit. And I was like, whoa, what is that? <laughs> and she was like, oh, I just bought this on this website. I'm going to send it back. And I was like, okay, well, can I try it on first? <laughs> you know, <laughs> I was like, sure, like, you know, what What the hell? Like, right. And I tried it on and it's like almost, it's like a little small, but in it was cool it went a cool, yeah, yeah, a real cool way. Yeah. And, snug. Yeah, it was snug. And I was like, I think I need this. And she was like, okay, pay me 40 bucks. And I was like, okay, fine. <laughs> and ever since ever then, spent. I presented it to the band and they were like, ah, oh, shit, well, now we all have to get costumes. So yeah. <laughs> uh, ever since then, we had our, um, you know, what monochromatic. We had, we looked outfits. like, the, we looked like the Wiggles yeah. for a bit. We each, we each had a color jumpsuit. Uh, um, so that's where the comparison comes in. Yes. Yeah. Um, and then we eventually got a little tired of that and we went for a more um, toned down look with the, you know, metallic silver, big potato spacesuits. Yeah. And um, we were much well, more subtle, of course. Yeah, clearly. Well, <laughs> yes, yeah, subtle. When we were looking for new outfits, I was messaging my mom because she just a lot of knitting. She's just very crafty. You know, she made like a lot of shirts for me when I was in elementary school Mm -hmm. uh, and like sewed and stuff. But I really hadn't seen her doing it a lot. And I was telling her that, hey, we're going to make new costumes. She was like, oh, really? (laughs) And uh, she comes back to me uh, with like this pattern for these silver overalls. And I was like, I, yeah, go for it. And <laughs> from, that, from that moment forward, she made pretty much our entire getup yeah. uh, with the silver, uh, you know, with the exception of some pieces we got from Target, Goodwill, you know, different places. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I don't know if you want to say more on that. Yeah, like, I think from day one, we've always been very cognitive of the fact that as a band, we are a brand and like, the further our recognition goes, like your ability to see us once and remember exactly who we are is going to help us indefinitely. So when we were playing all these like house shows and like our, our first days, we were doing like, we were trying to figure out what the aesthetic was. What do we look like in a way that makes us unique? And we were doing like fur coats or like other pants, like yeah. leather, <laughs> plant, leather pants, stuff like that. And eventually when we stumbled upon that, like people would recognize us like, like you'd be walking into the house to play the set and everyone would be like, okay, we got to go see that. Like mm-hmm. there wouldn't be people staying outside in the driveway to like talk around. Like they, they were like, we got to see what's up. So that was like the real kicker of, okay, we're onto something here. Like let's refine it. 
And then like the further it got refined, we were like, okay, aesthetic switch. Like people have seen this one, what's next? And so like right now there's a new one on the way. I don't think we're going to say what it is yet. Yeah, we're going to keep not. it a secret. But yeah, there, fine. There That's is, totally fine. There is an aesthetic switch on the way that we are all like, this is going to be my favorite one so far. Yeah, pretty yeah. cool. Cool. Any I, hints? Can you give any hints or no, nothing at all? Um, um, let's just say we make a great team. Yeah. 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 That's a good one. Yeah. That's a good yeah. One. I like that. That's, good. Like, <laughs> that's so just good. so open ended. Like, that could be anything. <laughs> you're going to look back on this and you'll be like, oh. Yeah. It's going to come out and I'm going to go, oh, fuck. I didn't think of that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So we can drop F bombs here. Okay. Yeah. Oh, I don't yeah. care. You can, right, you can one, swear. Two, three. Fuck. <laughs> Okay, great. <laughs> wow, I love great. you guys. You guys are awesome. Yeah, thank oh, you. Thank you. I think one of the coolest things about the aesthetic so far has been like the last couple of shows we got to play, there were a couple like pretty dedicated fans that showed up with like mom rock style makeup on, or like my friends back home will do like mom rock style makeup and like send photos to me and stuff. So like it catches on that like people want to look like us. Like we can we can be like how you would dress up for David as David Bowie for Halloween. Like some kid could be doing that for mom rock right now and we wouldn't know. Mm -hmm. yeah but yeah stoked about it that's awesome i love that like that's really dope and that fits into like you know the sound and everything that we kind of touched upon so that's awesome and something else like you guys i've really noticed you guys have had a cool like a couple cool really things happen to you uh one thing i noticed is that you surpassed over a billion streams on spotify alone what did that feel like Oh, we haven't passed a billion. No, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I got my zeros mixed up. You surpassed a million streams on Spotify. We would not be sitting in a basement and. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my bad. My bad. I, like I was. Like I said, I was an English major. I'm bad with numbers. I saw like the zeros. <laughs> but yeah, you passed a million streams on Spotify alone. What did that feel like when you found that out? Well, it didn't feel as good as passing a billion. <laughs> yeah. We have yet to get there. No, it's, I was talking to someone about this yesterday. It's uncomprehendable yeah. that like, yeah, that's, yeah. That's, yeah Sorry, we, were, we were just pulling up our Spotify stats. There's a, okay. there's an app for the artists and you can see like how many people are streaming you right now. We have 26 listeners currently um, and see like how, how much traction our, our songs have gotten. But just to see that, that exponential progress, it's like, wow, you know, like this is, this is, has momentum. Like we're, you know, carrying this. Someone the other day was like, Josh, do you realize like how big your favorite venue in the world is? And I was like, okay, it would probably be Red Rocks and Red Rocks is 10,000 people. Mm -hmm. And they were like, can you imagine five Red Rocks is filled right now listening to their music? And I was like, that's crazy. And that's like the monthly listenership that we have. And the, the fact that people go out of their way to voluntarily turn on the stuff that we make in our rooms and in our basements and stuff like that's yeah I, like i can't thank those people enough like i can't wrap my head around it yet hopefully i will someday but yeah it doesn't really make sense just, maybe when you hit a billion it'll be, it'll be more, yeah. <laughs> yeah so yeah. so stupidly grateful for all of it and um what's your relationship like with your fans and people that receive your music do you try to keep like an open line of communication like that is hard when you have you know like a following like you guys have gotten but are you able to kind of feel that love and that respect from your fans? Yes. It's something that we're always working on, especially with our manager. Like, like we need to step up our socials a little bit in terms of like being fully people on there as opposed to just like, like our brand. But I love when we get DMs from people talking about their experience with our music or like sometimes a random email that like makes no sense or <laughs> just tags on stories and stuff. Like I love it when, when people do that. Yeah. Yeah. 
we got a really funny dm probably like a month ago and it was some i think it was someone in in vienna or it, it was some somewhere that was not here and they were like hey just so you know it's like four in the morning here and i'm tipsy dancing to you guys in my bedroom like thanks oh for my god that's amazing i was like wow like that you know that that happened to someone like you know in austria or i, I believe it was austria but yeah, just to see, you know, we have this really strong home base and this, you know, really local presence, but we also get to reach, you know, kind of the global audience, Mr. Worldwide. We did, we did just, yeah. we changed our Spotify bio and at the end of our Spotify bio, I don't know if I want to leak the whole thing because it's worth a read. Sure, um, go read it. But the, at the end of it, we do ask people to send us a DM with some information. Yep, I was, I was curious if that was going to come up. I have it written down. I want to know if people have sent you that stuff. You know, we haven't gotten it yet. I really hope we do though, because I think the the funniest thing for us would be like getting all those DMs and then like messaging them back and being like, hey, would you be cool with us making a TikTok out of these? And we'll make like a little series about like Momrock's fan secrets. Yeah. And, uh, but haven't gotten any yet. <laughs> yeah, that, that's gotcha. another platform we need more content on TikTok. It's, you know, it's kind of inevitable these days. You gotta, you gotta get on there. Um, there's a lot of funny freaking stuff on there. We are um, on there. We are on there. We have, we have a couple, a couple videos, but we need to definitely step, step up, up our game. Um, we have, we, we have some ideas brewing in the drafts and hopefully we'll get those out soon. But yeah, for sure. I'm excited and I'm looking forward to it. I'll keep an eye out. Definitely. What about music? Like what music have you guys been working on? Do you have any future projects in the work or things coming up? We, we have things coming out. We're yeah. releasing a single on May 7th called If I Had Better Friends. Mm -hmm. And I don't want to give too much of it away, but it is not a typical Momrak track. There's not a massive guitar solo and there's not huge drums or anything. Like, like this is a, a way different kind of track for us. And I'm, I'm really stoked about it. It's one of my favorite yeah. things that I've written in a long time and that we've done in a long time. So that, that's coming out. And then we'll have another single after that I don't know if I can say the date yet or any of that stuff. And then we'll have an EP coming out very, very shortly after that. And all this stuff is already recorded, submitted to release. Like, it's coming out. Super stoked. And then just today, we we're actually working with the producer on a on a new track. No idea when that one will be coming out. But yeah, no promises. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so like we, we have been working and are still working and will never stop working. Absolutely. <laughs> That's the motto. Keep it going. Um, I also noticed that you guys are playing or are booked to play an event in November called the Rock Boat. What what's that all about? Like, what's that mean for you guys? This one was one of those crazy things where you just check your email one day and somebody reached out and you're like, the Rock Boat, what's that? And you look it up and you're like, oh, this is crazy. This is so cool. Yeah. But the Rock Boat, for those who don't know, is a music festival that's run by Norwegian Cruise Lines every year. And it goes from Florida and the Bahamas and like a couple other Dominican Republic. Dominican Republic. Yeah, DR, uh, Bahamas, Miami. And it, it runs for a week. And we're on this boat with American authors and... We the Kings. We the Kings and Switchfoot. Um, Sister Hazel. Yeah, like all these all these really cool like rock bands. Shout out to American authors, also a former Berkeley band. Mm -hmm. or like some of oh, Berkeley. cool. I didn't know that. Yeah. So like really stoked about that to be on a festival with people like that again. And very <laughs> fingers crossed that it will happen. And Norwegians requiring vaccines to get on. So I feel like it'll be pretty all right. Yeah, but, yeah. hopefully. The cruise is sold out of tickets already. So for an event in November, they um, are fully booked. So hopefully people will be uh, rearing to go once everything is a little safer and people are vaccinated. And hopefully we're just in for a really good sunny cruise time. 
And I've never been on a cruise. So Me neither. I'm this very will, this excited. Be, yeah, this will be sick. Wow. Yeah. First time going on a cruise with a vaccine. Wow. Just all the firsts. A vaccine. We're going for work. Definitely not the typical cruise. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, you're like, most people just go leisurely on vacation. You're like, no, we're going to like play on this really cool like concert. You know, no big deal. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, sorry. I got work. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> we head out to the deck. It's like, yeah. there's a pool. Hawaiian, or... Hawaiian shirts. You imagine yeah. all the conversation like... going on. It's like, which vaccine did you get? Well, which did you get? Did you feel that? I felt yeah. that. It's going to happen. Yeah. It is going to happen. Yeah. It's like, I can't believe we're doing this right <laughs> yeah. now. Yeah, I might have to check that out. That would be really cool. I've never been on a cruise either. This could be my first. Oh my god. We can get seasick together. Yeah. Wow, that's the most romantic thing. I'm totally kidding. (laughs) (laughs) It's like only if you hold my hair back. (laughs) (laughs) I think you're gonna be holding mine back, but Josh has has a curly mane. I was gonna say, yeah, I forgot which I forgot whose voice was who for a minute because I don't have the video, obviously. But yeah, I was like, I think that's Josh. So I can picture his long curly hair flowing in the wind while I'm throwing up on the other side. Yeah, yeah. Did I ever yes, tell you? you did I ever tell you about the time I threw up on the cruise that I went on as a kid? You did no, not. No. Oh, really? <laughs> no. All right, story oh, time. Okay, we got, story we got... time. Everyone's gonna hear this. Uh, yeah. So, um, yeah, I was. I would think. I think I was. I was in grade seven or eight at the time, and um, that's how they say it in Canada. Yeah, yeah. Just yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Just confused, and I was super stoked to go on this cruise, and I was drinking a lot of Shirley Temples for some reason. <laughs> Um, as you do yeah my dad that was just like because i couldn't drink alcohol uh he was just like yeah shirley temples they're the best and i was like okay and i was just like that was my thing i was like shirley temples and you know i'm not really one to get seasick you know i've never known myself to really get that seasick but one day uh in the probably in the middle of my time on the boat i was walking by myself through the halls and i was like oh oh my god oh my i feel awful i'm 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 gonna puke i'm totally gonna puke and i was really close to like the doors that go out to the side uh, of the deck the side of the boat and i made a mad dash for it and i just remember throwing myself against the railing and just up chucking all this pink vomit all over the side of the boat oh my god I oh, wish I had a video of this. Dude, it sounds so funny. It was oh, such a sight to see. Pink. Oh, oh, like completely, like literally hot pink. Like, <laughs> oh my so god. Yeah. Pepto Bismol. Anyway, Ew. I feel bad for Ariel. Yeah, I know. Oh my god, it Ew. did not taste good. <laughs> oh my god. So, so definitely. So we're gonna recreate that for TikTok content. Yeah, you, yeah. You, for just sure, force for feeding sure. you Shirley Temples and you vomiting <laughs> pink. We're like making fog, foie gras, but it's yeah. Curtis with Shirley Temples. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh, that sounds incredible. I can't wait for that to drop. Yeah. <laughs> Stay tuned in the space. Exactly. Stay tuned. Well, thank you guys. This has been this has been a blast. I've I've really enjoyed this. This has been so much fun talking with you guys about Mom Rock and your work and you know everything else in between, as it seems. <laughs> um, would you guys just um, mind letting people know where they can find you, where they can look you up, listen to your music, things like that? Uh, yeah, you can find us at Eleven Islington. <laughs> just kidding, just kidding, just kidding. Well, if they uh, want to send you packages too, you never know. We should yeah, set yeah. Up a PO box. That's that's true. Uh, I don't know if I would necessarily give out a home address. You can have four forty seven Park Drive as a past one. Yeah, you can have that one. <laughs> uh, but yeah, you can find us at Mom Rock Official on Instagram and Twitter at Mom Rock TikTok on TikTok, 
at MomRock official, probably on Facebook. Yep. Um, if anyone uses that, and you can find us on any streaming services you use or don't use, uh, just under MomRock. You can probably Google us at MomRock. Yeah. yeah, we have a website, MomRockOfficial.com. We do a, have a website. Yes, it's pretty. It's pretty good looking. Thanks, Tara. No, you're welcome. Um, yeah, new merch coming real soon. Song coming out May seventh. Pre-save link. Hopefully, by the time you're seeing this, will be in our bio. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I I don't have anything else to add. That's kind of us. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you. thank you guys. Thank you. I appreciate it. I actually have one last thing I want to ask you before we wrap this whole thing up. Like I've done some digging on you guys. I went on your Instagram, oh, no. and according to your Spotify Wrapped from this past year. Russia seemed to be the country that loved you the most. I knew this yeah. was coming. <laughs> That's so No, funny. okay, so it was the the statistic was based on like which countries that were new to Spotify okay. liked the most. And Russia, I guess probably because of their population had more new Momrock listeners than any of the other new countries that joined. Uh, and okay. I I was like how can we make our Spotify rap post not the same as everyone else's because like when you're scrolling through those and you see the same ones over and over and over again you're like okay i'm just gonna swipe past that but like to see a mom rock post in all russian like i thought that was pretty funny <laughs> yeah yeah and it's like, probably very poorly translated sorry. yeah yeah, yeah. Sorry, uh, but on that note we didn't talk about this yet but i thought it was so funny like a week ago we got like four or five new followers within a couple of hours that were all from russia and they had all liked that one post oh, no <laughs> that's amazing on instagram yeah so i thought it was really funny i think it's so cool but yeah that was our most listened to new country wow that's insane i was i was not expecting that answer so i'm so glad i asked yeah yeah, yeah. hopefully someday we'll make it there who knows yeah yeah, yeah. maybe when you hit a billion streams just gonna yeah, no, we're, we're going to Russia. Come on, <laughs> yeah, come on everybody. Once Dang. you get off the cruise, make the pit stop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, thank you guys again. Um, Curtis, Josh, and Tara, really appreciate this. You guys are awesome. Thank you guys so much. Of course. Thank, thank you, you so much for having, having us. us. Okay, everybody, I wanted to take advantage of this review segment and introduce you to someone new or someone that isn't as well known, but is definitely an artist on the rise and somebody to take notice of. Her name is Steph, and she is a 21-year-old singer-songwriter born and raised in Huntsville, Alabama. She has this really cool indie alternative sound that's kind of described as being bright and having a unique aesthetic, kind of like a galactic type sound if that even makes sense or if you can even visualize that but that's actually something she's been embodying on her latest project a glitch in our virtual reality which is actually her first full-length project that she just put out this past friday on april 30th and i have had this project on repeat ever since i first came across it and i'm going to tell you why in just a little bit but i want to tell you a little bit more about steph she released her debut project, Why Do I Laugh When I Cry, in 2019 when she was only 19 years old. And she first got involved in music growing up singing in church and being involved in theater. And she actually lived in a town where it was kind of frowned upon to go into a creative career, especially seeking music, which is obviously a very creative and a different career than most people, I think, in her town would have expected someone so she kind of talked a lot about how 
there was the stigma involved with getting involved in music and there were certain views of her that she didn't really you know that like kind of made her feel a little unsupported but also not to the degree where she felt like she couldn't do it so at such a young age she decided to just kind of pick up and leave and move to nashville where she's based now and to really focus on her sound she says that she's inspired mostly by day-to-day life she says experiencing life are some of the main things she gets inspiration from to make her music steph also says she's really into psychology and how the mind works and she's into like different types of surrealism art from the 50s and 60s so if you know like salvador dali that kind of like surrealism and that actually comes across in some of her album artwork if you look her up and see some of the projects she's put out her album artwork is kind of reflective of that style but music wise some artists that she's influenced by are like dua lipa harry styles taylor swift frank ocean and then some lesser known artists in the indie pop realm which is kind of as i mentioned earlier where she typically lays and where her sound typically lands. So like I said, her first project was called Why Do I Laugh When I Cry? And it came out in 2019. And she really hit the ground running. Like She actually had a lot of success with this project. And her fan base grew tremendously, she says. She had about 4,000 followers in 2019. And now she has about 120,000 on TikTok, 24,000 on Instagram almost 100,000 monthly listeners on Spotify, and she only has 12 songs out, which is crazy. I think with this EP now, she's probably closer to 20 or so, but besides the point, she's already pretty, or she's already developed a pretty good following, and she's only just started. So now talking a little bit about this project that she put out called A Glitch in Our Virtual Reality, she actually released a number of the singles before it officially came out, before the full project came out. And one of the songs that she put up beforehand was called Here's What We're Not Gonna Do. And I actually asked her this in an interview I conducted with her through this publication that I joined. I asked her the inspiration behind this song. And she said, Here's What We're Not Gonna Do is the perfect woman empowerment anthem, literally laying down the steps to get rid of a toxic ex. That doesn't sound enticing to you. I don't know what does. She said that this stage in her life, she hasn't felt more empowered or happy or powerful. So she's kind of wants to spread that feeling of empowerment and that feeling of especially womanhood to her fans and to her listeners. She actually left this little note that said, let's stop giving toxic people the upper hand. So Steph is very much about empowerment and about just kind of like taking back what's yours. And that song specifically, I think is a very good like, almost like revenge song but also like an extreme hype up song like you know when you're just in that situation where you don't really want to think about that person or that situation that's really bringing you down like it broke your heart it sucked you're feeling it you're going through the motions whatever but you're telling yourself late at night okay well I'm not gonna go through our old texts I'm not gonna go through our old photos I'm gonna you know pick myself up call my friends go out have a good time that kind of stuff and that song itself is like super super dramatic too and very like electric and power heavy like there's a couple different pauses between the bridge and the main chorus and especially on the main chorus when she starts singing it's really backed by these really heavy drums and electric guitar and it's just uh, it's just it's just awesome like it's a really cool hype song if you ever really want to just listen to someone telling you here's what we're not going to do to make you feel shitty, then Steph is your girl. Like, she's she's the one you want to listen to. 
And that was actually the latest song that she put out before the album officially came out, A Glitch in Our Virtual Reality. So I also asked her what fans could expect from this project, and she literally said, too much. Like, simply put, too much. She said there's a song for everyone on the EP. It's a full concept album with each song representing a time in a relationship, but letting it become full circle. She also said that people can hurt you, but you can recover. So I think that was clearly her main ambition for this project that she put out. And I already talked about one of the singles, Here's What We're Not Gonna Do, but the other singles on the album definitely provide other facets to this topic of recovery and empowerment that Steph was talking about. One of the other singles off A Glitch in Our Virtual Reality is called Hi, My Name is Lonely. And when I actually first heard that song, I thought it sounded a lot like Billie Eilish's Bury a Friend, if you know that. It's very, like, dark and cynical in terms of the production and the lyricism. It has, like, a very strong, like, bass that kind of keeps you going and keeps the flow very consistent, like, specifically in the main chorus. And that song is another kind of, like, getting even or getting revenge single where Steph is talking about, like, getting back at someone who, it sounds like from the lyrics, at least, like, left her out of a relationship. She's talking about, um, well, the song opens up with, does it make you feel better seeing her in my sweater? So it sounds like somebody, like, cheated on her, and now she's kind of, like, getting back at them. And then this song just, like, lyrically is really deep and cool. There's this one line that I want to share with y'all that I really, really like. She sings, lock me in a closet, but the darkness keeps me growing. And I feel like that insinuates that Steph experienced some kind of, like, disrespect. You know, like I hinted earlier, maybe this was somebody that cheated on her and now is with somebody new and, like, completely shut her out and she had to find out through social media or something like that, like how most people find out these things these days. And then she also says, try to run and hide, but we both know we're going to find you. Like, that's some scary shit. Like, that's some scary stuff. Like, it sounds like she's mad. She's pissed. It sounds like she's going to come after this guy or whoever, like, fucked her over. Like, that's some real shit. So I think when Steph was saying that this project is about empowerment and especially getting over someone, that's another song that presents that case really, really well. Something else that I want to mention about Steph's sound, and I'll actually read you part of her Spotify bio where she kind of describes her artwork and her artistry in general. She said that her artwork, her album artwork, visuals, music videos, and live production are all intentionally curated to pair with and enhance her songs. Her branding, fashion presence, and music make her up to be a standout artist. So that's just a little glimpse of her from another perspective. Well, probably from her own, obviously. And going along with that, Steph kind of has like this interesting galactic sound, if that's even like a way to describe music. But it makes sense when you hear some of her songs. For example, another song off this project called Kicking All the Pieces on My Heart, to me, sounds like this whole stitching factor of you know, experiences, but also sounds and sound effects. Like, the song itself is takes, like, a couple different pauses and then changes, like, tempo or changes different instruments from, like, bridge to chorus to riff and things like that. Like, it's just, there's a lot of things going on in that song specifically. There's a lot of things going on in the project in general, but that song specifically, it sounds really, really different. Conceptually, it deals a little bit more with 
struggling to mend a broken heart and kind of saying, you know, after a heartbreak, everything's kind of all over the place and you're trying to pick yourself up and put yourself back together. And then his song, Steph is talking about, you know, the other person is making it a little bit more difficult to get on with that process of healing and recovery. So that's that song. So now we have, you know, the cheater, the ex that you're trying to get back at, the motivation to try to like get yourself out there again or to not feel sad, the recovery process itself. So we have all those facets of a glitch in our virtual reality. But what about the softer side? And what about the falling for someone? Or in this case, the premonitions that you have of falling for someone? Like, I think we all kind of visualize falling in love and we all visualize a specific person that could like meet our needs and our desires and things of that sort. And that's the next song that I'm going to get into. It's called I Used to Build Dreams About You. And this one is probably my favorite off the album. I've actually been playing it on repeat over and over again since I reviewed the album not that long ago and conducted this interview with Steph like about a couple weeks ago, I would say. And it's just this song, I think really it's different from the other songs because it isn't as hard and it isn't as edgy. It's the only song on a glitch that is more emotional and more sensitive. And it's a side of Steph that we don't typically see, at least for me just being introduced to her music and maybe you're just being introduced to her as well. It doesn't seem like this is a side that she showcases that often. And I think that makes it even more worth paying attention to when an artist doesn't always showcase one side of themselves or creates a certain type of music that's very consistent and has like a certain um, like notoriety factor with their sound. Anytime they kind of stray from that path and go off the curve, I think that's even more cool and needs to be recognized. So now let me just finally talk more about the song. I used to build dreams about you. Like I said, it's called is kind of like this direct tribute to the premonition that you feel before meeting someone in the song. Steph sings, you're starting to feel like home. Rub my eyes. Cannot believe that it's true. I used to build dreams about you. And she even like says in the song to not to get all emotional. So we can kind of say that this was probably a really emotional song for her to write and an emotional experience for her to go through, especially Um, And the song itself is very like dreamy and it features like some background vocals of her like whispering the title again or whispering certain things over and over again. Um, It's also like really beautifully paired with this guitar and it just comes together the most incredible way. Like I said, I've had it literally on repeat, so I highly suggest you listen to it. I think it's probably one of her most streamed songs now along with some of the other singles off this project. But even more so, I used to build dreams about you. Steph included a reimagined version of the song on a glitch in our virtual reality that actually comes at the end. The actual project is eight tracks long. It has an intro and an outro. And the reimagined version of I used to build dreams about you actually comes after the outro. So it's kind of like she's wrapping everything up, but then she's also like giving you a bonus track in a sense. And the reimagined version is honestly like it's just as good as the original, if not better. I think when an artist decides to include a reimagined version to a song or just any other rendition to a song that is definitely popular and definitely takes off, 
it just shows their ingenuity and their inner creativity even more as an artist. And I think that is a perfect example. I think Steph did in a fantastic way of showcasing that she is someone that you definitely do not want to ignore and you definitely want to pay attention to. It's actually really cool. Like I said, I've been following her since I did this interview with the publication and then listening to the album when it came out. So I've been going on her social media and checking her out and seeing how active she's been and things that she's been posting. And the project apparently landed, I believe, at number seven, or it was within the top 10 of the album's chart on iTunes. And it was right in between Justin Bieber's album and Dua Lipa's deluxe version of her last album that came out last year, Future Nostalgia. And those are two artists that she, I guess, is really big fans of. So she posted like, oh my gosh, like, I can't believe I'm like sitting in between like two artists that I look up to and are also like huge pop moguls, like hugely successful artists, especially right now. So the fact that this girl from, you know, the small town in Alabama where people didn't like music or didn't like people trying to pursue a career in music is now kind of almost hanging with the heavyweights like that's insane. Like, that's incredible. And like I said, her sound isn't completely pop. It's not completely rock. It's not completely alternative. It's like that kind of intersection of all these different things. So for an artist like that to gain traction, I think is like super, super awesome. I also think that type of sound that Steph has, that sort of indie alternative rock pop, is really starting to take over. We saw that a lot with other artists like Halsey and Bay Miller, which are actually two artists that I really thought of when I first listened to Steph. Like, I kind of described her as a cross-section between Bay Miller, Halsey, and Billie Eilish, who's another, like, huge pop mogul and really, like, helped pioneer the sound of alternative and, like, left-leaning pop into the mainstream. And I think Steph, like, has elements of all those artists with a little bit more edge. And her voice, too, like, is very, like, interesting in the sense that it, it does sound a little bit like a lot of other artists in that realm. But you can kind of pick hers out a little bit more once you get to listen to her and really dive deep into her music and things like that. So like I said, I just wanted to take advantage of this review segment and introduce you to somebody new or someone that you may know and now you know a little bit more about. So A Glitch in Our Virtual Reality, like I said, is the first full-length project from Steph. You could find her on Spotify or anywhere else you get your music. And you should definitely check her out. It's definitely a project worth listening to. Like I said, I've been listening to it on repeat. So if you're looking for someone new to stream and you're looking for a reason to kind of get over an ex or get over some other shitty relationship, definitely stream A Glitch in Our Virtual Reality today. I used to create you safe space for what it would feel like. My face of comfort in chaos was through. And that's the rotated review. Want to join me for the next review? Send in your suggestions to the on rotation podcast at gmail.com. You can also hit me up on Twitter at the on rotation or Instagram at on rotation podcast. Make sure you hit that follow button while you're at it. To read this review fully, see my blog, or listen to past episodes, log on to on rotation podcast.wordpress.com. You
And now it's time to take a look at what popped this week in news. The Recording Academy will disband their controversial nomination review committees. According to Billboard Awards editor Paul Grain, the committee approach was adopted in 1995 after controversy arose after some of the 94 Grammy nominations. Grain says the disbandment will give power back to the voters and create a more populist approach. Jay-Z officially closed the deal to sell his music streaming service title to Jack Dorsey's financial services company. Square is paying $350 million for 80% of title and will also gain licensing deals with the major record labels on the platform. Desiree Perez, CEO of Jay-Z's Rock Nation, will continue to help run title. And Pink will receive the Icon Award at the 2021 Billboard Music Awards. At 41, Pink is the youngest artist to receive this honor and pay tribute to past recipients in a statement. She said, quote, I feel so honored to join the ranks of music idols like Cher, Garth Brooks, Janet Jackson, and Stevie Wonder. It's a true pinch me moment. Pink will also perform at the BMAs, airing from the Microsoft Theater in Los Angeles on Sunday, May 23rd. That's going to do it for this episode. Feel free to tune in next time when we rotate through a whole new slew of topics. In the meantime, keep it real, y'all. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.